This episode of The Jukebox is helped made possible by Audible.com, the best place online for audiobooks. Audiobooks are expensive, 30 40 even $50 for one book. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from, all of which you can listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, computer, MP3 player. Wherever you are, Audible has you. A membership includes one free book a month and discounted rates on all extra titles, saving you boatloads of cash. Many of the titles are even read by the author, and if you're like me, you love a good music autobiography. How about Neil Young's latest book, Read by Neil Young, or the Heart autobiography read by both Anne and Nancy Wilson? You got it. Listeners of the Jukebox can get a free book download and month on us to check out the service. Free. You keep the books you download from your subscription. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash jukebox. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash jukebox for your free month and book on us. Now, on to the show. You're listening to The Jukebox, your monthly dose of the very best indie music around. Please welcome your host, Brett Stewart. Hello, hello, hello. This is Brett Stewart, and you are indeed tuned into The Jukebox. This is the episode for September 25th, 2015. It's a lovely Friday, and we are here to bring you some new, fantastic, independent music. To kick things off, I want to go over our Jukebox promise and a couple uh, items of housekeeping, uh, a little soapbox I want to do, and then we'll get on with the show. So, first of all, the Jukebox Promise, as you know if you are a listener of the show, is that we will never play anything less than exceptional music. So, if you're not in the reggae, or if you're not in the hip-hop, or classical influence, or hard rock, or prog rock, or whatever we play, country, folk, give it a shot. Because if we choose it for this show... It means that we think that it's something that is really worth hearing because there is an incredible, seriously, an incredible amount of independent music online right now and all across the internet. And to be honest, a good deal of it's not very good. So we do the hard work for you and we go down and we sift through the dirt and we find those hidden gems. All of the people on today's program are hidden gems and they are absolutely spectacular. This month is kind of interesting because we actually have a almost entirely female uh, cast of uh, musicians and bands that we're going to be showcasing for you guys, which is very neat. I love uh, showcasing these wonderfully talented ladies because, uh, unfortunately, like many things, uh, the independent music scene doesn't have as many women in it, and I love a powerful, strong woman who can bring it. And all of these women today can bring it, along with quite a few equally talented men. Now, I want to talk about a couple other things. Our submission process has been going wonderfully. We do go out and search for all that music, but if you want to send it to us and you want to make my job easier, then go right ahead. You can head on over to the jukeboxpodcast.com for information how to do that. The next thing I want to talk about is our monthly uh, pop, our, ugh, our, 
our monthly playlists. Our monthly playlists are a project that we just started out where we're going to be putting out a playlist on the 15th of every month that is a culmination of all of the listeners writing in, uh, answering a question that we put on the air. So two months ago, the question was, what was the first record you ever bought? Uh, This last month, the question was, what is your favorite cover song? Now, uh, these lists are available on the website, and you can get them either as a Spotify uh, playlist or a YouTube playlist. Go check them out. They're very much worth your time. If you don't have Spotify, you can sign up for free. It's very easy. Or you can use the YouTube playlist, which is a great way to add a visual. A lot of the things in the YouTube playlist are actual uh, live videos of these performances. But it's a great way to discover new music because listeners write in and they tell us about these covers and and uh, that was the question. So it was, what is your favorite cover song? So we got uh, everything in from... My Chemical Romance covering Bob Dylan to Disturbed covering Simon and Garfunkel to uh, uh, Bonnie Ray covering uh, L. E. Uh, who was Bonnie Ray covering? <laughs> I believe Bonnie Ray was covering Buddy Holly on the list. There's a bunch of really fantastic covers on the list. You should definitely check it out. It's worth your time. Continue to discover new music and put yourself in front of it. And that brings me to my little soapbox. I want to talk about uh, putting yourself in front of new music, and then we'll get going with all these great artists. I'm really pumped right now, and the reason I'm pumped is because I just got home from the CSO, the great old Chicago Symphony Orchestra. I had the wonderful opportunity to see them this evening, and my goodness, they were spectacular. Life-changing, and I'm not exaggerating. Seeing those kind of musicians perform at that level is absolutely astonishing and uh, it's humbling and it's inspiring above all and it got me thinking that the more I get involved in music and the more I find this independent music and I go to my own personal pursuits just in the past couple years I've expanded past my folk and country and rock roots and I I love hip-hop and I love reggae and I love classical and the deeper you go it's kind of a catch-22 because you find more music but on the flip side of that, uh, you all, it's also harder to, to find something new, um, find something totally fresh. And that's what I had tonight, because even though I had heard Ravel's Bolero hundreds of times before, we've all heard it before, it drones on for the first five minutes, and then it explodes. Seeing it performed live by those musicians was amazing, absolutely amazing. So I guess the moral of the story there is if you have whatever it is, if it's, a, if it's a coffee shop folk act or if it's a concert in your town, concerts are often free, especially in the summer. You don't have to spend a lot of money to do it, but get yourself involved. Uh, see live music, whether that be classical or a rock concert or anything else, because that's how you keep being inspired and you keep finding new things. Because I've heard Bolero so many times before, but tonight it like resonated deep in my soul in a way I did not expect it to. And the same can be said uh, I'll briefly touch on this because I'm, I have some coverage of it on my website. I also attended Farm Aid 30, which was here Saturday, uh, this last Saturday in uh, Chicago. Farm Aid, if you're not familiar with it, is a festival founded in 1985 by Neil Young, Willie Nelson, John Denver, John Mellencamp, and it is a festival designed to help our American local farmers promote them. All the, all the uh, acts pay their own way, pay their own hotels, 
don't take a paycheck, and it's all uh, funneling money back into homegrown, family-oriented American farmers. Now, uh, this was a really powerful concert. Had the opportunity to see Neil Young, had the opportunity to see Willie Nelson, and I've seen many, many concerts in my life, very many concerts, uh, both in a professional and a casual uh, space. I've covered many concerts professionally for publications, and I've also been to very many concerts casually. But Farm Aid, just as the CSO did for me tonight, changed the way I was, I was, th- I was gearing music in my mind to see someone like Willie Nelson get up there at 83 years old, completely stoned out of his mind, singing Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die, and there's something electric, there's something palpable in the crowd that is quite unlike anything else. So the, the moral of my, of my little soapbox here is get out there, see live music, and hell, if one of the bands, one of the wonderful women or one of the wonderful men that we're playing on today's show are near you, well, go out and see them because they're worth your time. So a couple other things, very briefly, this month's playlist question. We're doing the playlist every month. We've had great success with it. This month's question is going to be, and you can write your responses in to jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com. Again, jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com. We badly want to hear from you. Please write us in. This month is, uh, what is a song that helped you through a hard time? And you want to think about that for a minute. Think about it. Don't don't just write in the first thing that comes to mind. Because music is is something that's, you know, dramatically um I don't even know how to phrase it. It is it's something that's so electric and so real and so honest and authentic that it connects us on a cellular level deeper than religion or uh culture or societal societal norms or language. Uh, you, music is the universal language. And as a result, uh, it has a unique way to, to have an incredible impact on us, both, in our, both on our high and our low points in our life. So I'm not asking you to get all depressed and think about the lowest point in your life and what music were you listening to then. But no, but think about it. What song, you know, maybe just, maybe just brightened your day. Maybe it's like U2's Beautiful Day. Maybe it's uh, Let It Be, or maybe it's Lou Reed's Magic and Loss. Magic and Loss is a wonderful record. Maybe it's uh, Many Rivers to Cross uh, off of The Harder They Come. Maybe it's Bruce Springsteen's The Rising. That That's an album that so many people took solace in post-9-11. Um, I want to hear from you guys. And as always, I'll start it off with mine, and mine is Mavis Staples and the song You Are Not Alone. And that's a song that Jeff Tweedy wrote for Mavis and that song hits me on a very personal level because I was going through a bad breakup at the time that I first discovered that song and that hit me and it was so real and so authentic and Mavis is my hero and that song really got me through a hard time so I want to hear from you because I just want to lay out an example I have a professor who's a radio DJ and once she played uh, she played Hey Jude on the radio and she got an email or a letter or I don't know when this was, but she got a message from a guy who said, hey, you know, I was in the car, we were in the hearse line and we were driving down to the, uh, you know, down to the chapel to have my father's service and then lay him the rest. And you played Hey Jude on, on your show. And, you know, that made that day a little better. That made that day 
uh, stomachable, and it made it, um, you know, Hey Jude was the right song at the right time. And that's totally coincidence. You can't plan that, that sort of thing. But that's just a, a microcosm of what music can mean on any level. So please email us in. We want to hear from you. But now uh, let's move on. Uh, one other very brief announcement. We're going to have some amazing, amazing interviews this month. Please stay tuned to the feed for those. They're very big. I don't want to drop any names yet because I want to make sure they happen and that we get them. They're on the books, but we want to get them recorded before we announce who they are. Stay tuned. But now uh, I've yammered on for 12 minutes. Let's get into the music. The first song we're going to be playing tonight is from a woman named Noella Charles. The song is Unfortunate Love, and it features a man named Darren Frank. This is some of the best indie soul music I've ever heard. You can find her online at NoellaCharles.com. That first name is spelled N-U-E-L-A. Uh, she's working on a new record. She's in the writing stages. It's going to be released in 2016. She'll get you with her good soaring vocals, her atmospheric electronics, and future retro vibes, an intoxicating blend, which lets her play the indie rock hipsters, small bars, families, and a Canada Day celebrations. Uh... Her album's long lifespan, because she's putting out some music that's really clicking with people, is a testament to her ability to craft some really good songs. So she's a self-made musician, just like all these musicians. No manager, no booking agent, no record label. Check her out. Unfortunate love, Nuella Charles. Unfortunate love, yeah. 
How about that to kick off a show? Check out Nuella Charles online.、Uh, she's got some great stuff. Definitely worth checking out. Now, let's shine our light on Lou Sifa. Now, I did a feature on Lou、uh, a couple months ago back in May on my website, and I was highly complimentary of him. I said he was one of the stronger hip hop、uh, acts coming out of the independent music scene, and I actually thought that his lyrical and productional. Uh, quality could stand up against、uh, some serious industry grade content.、Uh, so I was pretty excited to get his new record、uh, this month. And it's called The Book of Lou Sifa.、Uh, last name is S I F F A.、Uh, the album's going to be released very soon. You can look for it on promo commercials and album singles and Radio Invasion FM.、Uh, and this song is Love, it, Love and Always. So the letter N and then Always. Now his record is superb. It's a great record. But this song really hit me、uh, powerfully. It's a very poignant number because it's a, it's a number to his children. And、uh, I love it when a hip hop artist does something, you know, kind of sappy like this. I, I like when they go deep and I like when they go personal. And he does a great job.、Uh, when I was taking a look at this record, I compared it to a modern day Forever Young. What Bob Dylan wrote,、uh, you know, in 1974. To his children,、uh, forever young, is the equivalent of what, of what Sifa wrote for his children with Love and Always.、Uh, it's a very, very moving number. Check out a great hip hop song, Love and Always, by Lou Sifa from the book of Lou Sifa. Chapter four. Here and now is our day of torment and joy. You just wanted to leave daddy. 
a video right now. Leave Daddy a message. All right, right now we're signing off. Losing the fight for you was like losing life. I lost you once. I swear I ain't gonna lose you twice. So many times I've wished this pain would pass. Giving it times the trick, but that day keeps playing back. You old enough to know life is hard sometimes. But like I told you both before, after the dark it shines. You'll have good days and bad. You see sunshine and rain. Some days it ain't that bad, but some days it's blind and pain. But in your time of tears, no, you don't walk alone. Get behind your fears and hold your own. Make every try sincere. Hate every lie you hear. Remember that I love you. And as you climb in years, embrace the basics. And baby, take care of trading. Watch out for hypocrites and rapists. Beware temptation. Oh, nobody. Say what you mean. Your words are sacred. Keep your enemies close. Time is precious. Don't waste it. I'm here for you forever and always. So when the sun leaves you stranded in that dark place, look inside your heart and know that I'm not far away. Call on me and know that I'm not far away. I'm here for you forever and always. So when the sun leaves you stranded in that dark place, look inside your heart and know that I'm not far away. Call on me and know that I'm not far away. Teacher's nice. Heard you can read and write. That's something that you'll need for life. I know you don't like boys, baby girl, but that'll change. Make sure they treat you right. Make sure you read them right. Do all you can to learn. That's the key to riches. Do all you can to earn respect, and you'll achieve your wishes. Son, you always were a flirt. But listen to me. Be a gentleman. It works. Plus, it's your duty. Remember, love each other. Cause it's for keeps Hug your younger brother And tell him it's for me Rely on one another Yeah, be thick as thieves Remember fun ain't worth your freedom So forget these streets There ain't no Santa Claus And no, there ain't no Easter Bunny Being a man of God Don't mean you only preach for money So keep on standing tall Be weak for nobody Seek understanding of your God And keep no secrets from him
How about that? A hip-hop artist who's writing a song to his young son and young daughter, telling him to be a gentleman and telling her to look out for men who are not. Really some great stuff. Check out the book of Lucifer. Let's listen to the music now of B. Bakar. That is B-E-E-B-A-K-A-R-E. That may be Bakari. I'm pretty sure it's Bakar. Her song is Little Darling. She's a pharmacist who recently decided that she is going to follow her unwavering passion for music. She's been touring and doing some gigs around Bath and Bristol in the United Kingdom. And she's also been doing some street performing. She's remarkably talented. This is the first thing she's put out. So there's a good while of stuff. It's going to be a good while before we get more from her, and and I'm sure it'll be equally as exceptional as this song. You can find her on Facebook. You can find her on her website. Again, that is Bebekar, B-E-E-B-A-K-A-R-E. And uh, this is her song, Little Darling. It is her debut, and it is our pleasure to spin it for you here on the Jukebox. Little Darling.
Woo! B is insanely talented. You heard her here first on the jukebox. Keep tabs on her. She is going places, and it is our pleasure to kick her off uh, in the best way we can. Now, though, I got you sitting comfortable. I got some great music uh, that we've already played, some really accessible stuff, some really fantastic vocalists and wonderful performers and Lucifa and all that good stuff. So now uh, we're going to shock your system a little bit. We're going to play something way out of left field. The act is 1700 Monkey Ninjas. Yes, you heard me right. 1700 Monkey Ninjas. The man behind the project is Ed Perchla. Uh, the song is Ab Session. And um, he is an elusive composer, singer, songwriter, and designer. He's done some digital work. He has a storefront online with some clothing. He's also a playwright. A lot of really cool stuff. And his music is incredibly good. Really some compelling electronic instrumentation and some really intriguing co- composition. Check out 1700 Monkey Ninjas Obsession. Oh, and by the way, that's spelled A H B S E S H U N. Check it out right here on the jukebox.
How about them apples? That's some pretty crazy stuff. I really dig that, though. It's got some EDM influence in it. And I'm not big in the EDM. I'm really not. I'm not big in the dance music. I'm not too big into electronic music. But it's inventive. You cannot deny that what you just heard has some just fascinating sound design. The sound effects and the samples he's using and the way he's building them up is really innovative. Some really cool stuff. And that's what we're all about here on the Jukebox. We want to play stuff that's immediately catchy and really turns you on to it, but we also want to challenge you. We want you to uh, sit back and hear a song and maybe you have to contemplate. You have to contemplate and you have to think about what you just heard and how it all connects. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So uh, 1,700 Monkey Ninjas, definitely worth your time. Great band name, great music. Let's turn on to another incredibly powerful female performer. Holly Aerosmith, she hails from New Zealand, the Southern uh, Island songstress, has been turning heads all over New Zealand with her acoustically driven, soulful sound, poetic, thought-provoking lyrics, and distinctively haunting voice. She's a folky that's worth keeping your eyes on. We're going to be playing two of her songs. The first is Lady of the Valley. The second is Desert Owl. I think she's a terrific performer, and I think you're really going to dig her. Holly Aerosmith, Lady of the Valley.
Smith, Lady of the Valley. I really dig what she's doing there. It has a bit of a Beck vibe to it. It sounds like something off of Morning Phase, which was Beck's record last year that actually won Album of the Year. So she's on a good track. That's a good way to be going. Being compared to Beck is definitely a high compliment. Now, let's finish off Holly Aerosmith with another one of her terrific songs, Desert Owl. Like a river extends to me, carry my feet on by. High. 
desert owl and owl among the winds Looking on with wisdom and with sorrow In the words of a great man this world is dying Peace like a river extends to me Carry my feet on by Holly Aerosmith, everybody, and that was Desert Owl. Check her album out now. It's called For the Weary Traveler, and she's just another reason that New Zealand is such a beautiful place. Now, how about yet another phenomenal female performer? Her name is Flea. Well, her name is not Flea. That is her moniker. Her real name is Felicity Combs. She's a native of Athens, Georgia, and she began her music endeavors at an early age, singing and touring with her singer-songwriter father in the mid-80s. Her parents wanted to encourage her interest in music, taking piano lessons, being classically trained, turning her on to artists like The Police, Jim Croce, Dan Fogelberg, The Beagles, The Beatles, Michael Jackson. She was enamored with songwriting, and even by the age of 11, she was recording her own stuff. Long story short, she married her husband, Chris Combs, in 2001, a fellow musician and songwriter. They've been touring together. They did a bunch of stuff under the duo The Sum. They received accolades with, from the Christian music world, as, as well as the indie music scene, as well as the country rock scene, and the Nashville scene. She's really made her rounds. After years of collaborating, she's now producing and writing her music under her own name, Flea. Uh, under a moniker, Flea, F-L-E-E. She just released her first single, Around the Bend. So this is another debut here on the Jukebox, and the debut album is Flicker, which is going to be released in the near future. She's really terrific. She's playing all of her own instruments on this, and Around the Bend is a worthwhile track, very, very much worth your time, and it stands its own against the rest of all the other killer content that we have for you. Check out Flea, Around the Bend.
That was Flea Everybody and her song, Round the Bend. You can download it for free or throw a little bit her way. She most certainly deserves it at noisetrade.com. Go check her out. Now, at this point in the show, I like to talk about our sponsor, Plectone. Now, Plectone is a small but growing guitar products company dedicated to one simple goal, helping create great music. Their first guitar pick product is a new twist on an old aspiration to make a double strike pick. The Plectone Double Pulse Pick allows guitarists to strike each string twice, producing richer, fuller, and brighter tones. Now, I know what you're thinking if you're a guitarist. Well, isn't that peculiar to play? I mean, you're striking both strings twice. Isn't that, uh, doesn't that play differently than a normal guitar pick? It really doesn't. Because I reached out to Plectone, the sponsor of the show, and they have been a wonderful sponsor because I believe in them. I think that their product is exceptional. I love using my Plectone. I used it on my new record. I use it at gigs. It's a great conversation starter. It's a great way to get a thicker tone out of your guitar. It makes it sound a bit like a 12-string, actually. And uh, it's just a great pick. They're really awesome. And later this month, we're going to be having their CEO uh, on the show for a mini-episode to talk about the, the double pulse and also talk about a new pick that uh, they are revising the double pulse and putting out something even new. So check out Plectone. You can find them online at plectone.com. That is P-L-E-C-T-O-N-E. Now, the double pulse pick consists of a soft guitar pick coupler attached by two 0.5-millimeter Tortex guitar picks. The unique patented design allows each pick to act and react with each string independently producing double pulse tremolo sounds that add a new dimension to your guitar. You can take it from me that these picks are worth your time. They are awesome. They are really great picks. Plus, you can get them on Amazon with uh, prime shipping. So how can you beat that? You order it, and two days from now, shows up at your door, you start playing, changes the way you play your guitar. You can't beat that. You just can't. So check out Plectone. You can find it online, and also check them out on our current sponsors page on the website. There's a great feature that they had in Guitar Player Magazine if you want to learn a bit more about them. And there's a great video, too, that shows in slow motion what the Plectone looks like as it's cascading over your guitar strings, and it's really something else. It's something that should have existed and didn't exist, and now it does. And if you're a guitarist, or even if you play a stringed instrument, you could totally play it. Uh, with the bass, I've played it with my bass. It, check it out. It's worth your time, Plectone. Now, uh, let's move on to the show, and we're going to be talking about Bud Summers. Yes, you heard me right, Bud Summers. We are now moving on to a man. His new album is The Way, and we're going to be playing two tunes from that album. The first is Ain't Got Time for Whiskey. The second is Bedtime Story. I had the opportunity to review his album on my website a couple weeks ago. I reached out to him and said, hey, I'd love to play this on my show. It's some good stuff. This is some really good Roots music. You can find him at BudSummers.com. You can find him on CD Baby as well, which means he's all over the place. Wherever you listen to music, check out the way. Let's start off with Ain't Got Time for Whiskey.
Summers and the song Ain't Got Time for Whiskey. Now let's follow that up with Bedtime Story, a really beautiful ballad that's also on his new album, The Way. Check out Bedtime Story. I will not seek fame or glory 
song is gorgeous. Check out The Way from Bud Summers. It's full of tunes like that. Very, very much uh, worth your time if you're into that kind of music. But now that was some fantastic Americana music. That has the true essence of great American music. So we're going to move to another artist that is just like that. Now we played him on the show. We played him about six months ago. Uh, he's become a friend of mine and he's a wonderful prolific performer. His name is Walt Lusinger. That last name is spelled L-E-U-Z-I-N-G-E-R. And he is just incredible. The music he's putting out on Bandcamp, he has so many records, so many styles. He's, uh, like I said, he's prolific. And the prolificness equates to quality as well, which sometimes you can't always say about an independent artist that's putting out a whole lot of music at once and over a long period of time, but he is consistent in his quality, and we want to play him again on the show uh, because he's put out some new music. Now, it's called Rock and Roll Reliquary. It's an EP of digitally remastered original analog antiquities from his vault, so these are recordings that he recorded decades ago, and they're from a, a really rockin' little EP. Uh, that he's remastered and put out for us all to enjoy. Go find him on Bandcamp because you can find all these records I'm talking about. You can get them for free or very inexpensively, but throw a few bucks his way. He deserves it. It's really great music. First, we're going to be playing Fever Rock and Roll, and then we're going to follow it up by Can't Spare This Heart. Check out Fever Rock and Roll. Thank you. 
frame Into a bar to beg for cash As the band cranked up and played That's when it got Fever Rock and Roll. Let's follow it straight up with Can't Spare This Heart. Can't spare this heart from me. This time it's guaranteed. I know this one fell for me so mad in love. Poor girl couldn't have known that I'm the original. Just right down to her bones So send her out for 
man. The spirit of Roy Orbison is alive and well, and he resides within Walt Lusinger. He has some terrific stuff online. Again, go check him out. He's really, really cool. Now we're going to look at the music of Helen McCreary. Her new album is Kikara. Uh, that is spelled K-A-I-K-O-U-R-A. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It is a town on the coast of New Zealand's South Island. Coincidentally, that's also where Holly Aerosmith is from. It's one of uh, McCreary's favorite places in the world. Uh, and it's a setting for many of her happiest memories. Music has a way of transporting you to another time and place. And whenever she plays these songs, she feels like she is once again on that pebble beach looking out across the waters and the mountains in the distance. She hopes we can all join her there someday. Civil, uh, what's particularly interesting about her music here is the second song we're going to be playing. The first song is the title track, Ikaira, and then the second track is As Bark to a Tree. Now, As Bark to a Tree, the lyrics are taken from an American, a letter that an American Civil War soldier wrote to his wife in 1863, just months before he died in the Battle of Gettysburg. Now, I really love this because I myself have done this. I have gone back into very, very old texts, stuff that dating back to the Civil War, pre-Civil War, post-Civil War, all the way up through the Industrial Revolution, because there's so much fantastic uh, stuff that's within the public domain. Now, granted, Helen took from a letter here, so it wasn't necessarily meant to be a work of art, and she's most certainly turned it in the one. But this is a great way to find interesting music and sample it, if you will. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that exactly what Helen is doing right here? Her sampling this is no different than uh, Jay-Z sampling Otis Redding. Uh, I mean, it's not that much different. She's taking something old and revitalizing it and making it new, and that's what's great about it. That's what I love about this music, and I love what Helen is doing. It is so cool. So check her out. We're going to be playing the first title track. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I looked up how to pronounce it, so I believe I am. It's Kikaira. Again, that's K-A-I-K-O-U-R-A. This is a title track from her record. Really awesome. Helen McCreary. Right here with me while we watch 
getting colder Breeze comes from the sea Your arm wrapped around my shoulders Feels right to me Absolutely stunning. We're going to follow it straight up with As the Bark to a Tree. I believe prior I accidentally said As Bark to a Tree. It's As the Bark to a Tree. Again, this is the one where Helen essentially sampled a letter from 1863. How cool is that? Check out As the Bark to a Tree. Just one more embrace before you board the train. I'll pretend My loving arms Can protect you from all harm Just one more embrace One more kiss upon your mouth Soldier now I watched you go So tall So proud A boy you are not 
Helen McCreary, everybody. Support her. Go check out her music. Go download it. It's worth your money, worth your time. She's just fantastic. She reminds me a little bit of maybe Emmylou Harris in the vocal parts a little bit, maybe even a little bit of Joan Baez. Really a lot of influence in there, but she's terrific. Go support her. Now, we are going to have our monthly trivia segment, and that is me and one of our sponsors, Andy Grollo. It's a really fun segment. Lots of good laughs. Lots of fun. We're going to dive right into it here. I hope you enjoy it. People really enjoyed it last month, which is why we set out to do it again this month. And then we're going to follow it up with uh, four more songs on the on the back end, and then we're going to call it a day, and you'll hear from us again later this month with some terrific interviews. But without further ado, check out me and Andy playing a game. Please welcome Andy Grolo to the jukebox. All right, we are now welcoming Andy Grolo back to the show. That is G R O L E A U. In case you don't know how to spell it, it's okay. I didn't learn how to spell it for like a year. Andy, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks Thank for coming back me. on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We had a lot of fun last month doing trivia, and I actually got a couple of emails in. People seem to really enjoy it. It's something fun to do in the middle of the episode and get you involved. You are the longtime sponsor of the show, uh, Grolo Photography. We are just talking uh, pre-taping about how you have a sh- uh, shot on online right now that's really picking up some some good uh, some good uh, traction. Yeah, it's just a uh, it's a shot of my grandfather. I know he he has dementia, so he doesn't really he doesn't really remember stuff. So every time I go out of the house, he's always asking me to go on for a ride with him when I'm trying to run errands. And so today I had nothing better to do, so I brought him up to Maine because he likes to go to the ocean. And I just took a picture of him in front of one of the lighthouses that are right there, and I bought him some taffy, and we came back. And I, I don't know, I just posted a picture and put a small caption to it, and it's just, people are just taken to it online. So. Yeah, it's a great it's a great photo. It's even a photo that you could like you could sell to commercials. <laughs> you could you could sell it uh you could you could really sell it as a stock photo. It's a really it is a really good photo. Well, uh where can people find you online again right before we get started with our trivia? Where is that uh Um the, right now most of my photos are on Instagram, so if you want to follow me on Instagram at uh Grolo Photography and that's G R O L E A U again, um or at andygrolo.com. All right, awesome. I'm going to apologize to our listeners for being a dumbass and not turning off my phone right there. So, all right, (laughs) let's get started. We're doing trivia again this month. If you get questions right, you're going to get one of these. And if you get questions wrong, you're going to get one of these. Now, each of us have picked categories, and we haven't told the other what our category is going to be. So uh, this will be, and and now I should preface with mine, and this goes without saying, I pulled a lot of these on the internet, or they can be very easily discovered by Googling. So we are both going to hold to the honor code here and not use the internet, not cheat here, uh, because that would be no fun. So, how about, uh, you kicked it off last time, I believe. I'll kick it off this time. All right, uh, sounds good. All right, so your topic 
is going to be Kanye West. Oh Lord! And we both love the Yeezy, and we can talk. We could talk a whole show about how much we love the Yeezy, quite frankly, <laughs> because uh, he's great. And it's funny whenever I'm out. And I tell people, and people ask me, like, oh, what kind of hip-hop do you like? Oh, I like Kanye. You get that look. You get yeah, that really. I, I get that, too. A lot of people, a lot of people, you know, just think he's too much of a smart-ass and whatnot. And, and you know what? Nothing, the, but... way, the way I see it is you have to be able to divide Kanye the artist and Kanye the person. Because they're, they're totally different entities. When he's in the studio and he's writing songs and producing these tracks, that's a totally different guy than the guy who's coming up at the MTV Music Awards and, and stealing Taylor, Taylor Spotlight. Uh, totally different guy. And once you can separate the two, you can really have a great appreciation for what he is. I look at him a whole lot like I look at someone like John Lennon. Sorry, hate to break it to you listeners, John Lennon was kind of a jackass. <laughs> he was really, <laughs> he was not that nice of a guy. And But you're able to separate uh, John Lennon from the kind of person he was because his artistry was still phenomenal but anyway i digress we're gonna be doing some kanye trivia this is particularly fun because kanye is pretty crazy so your first question is going to be uh kanye had an online video game created in his honor two years ago in 2013 what was it called your answers are uh a grand theft yeezus b kanye quest C, College Knockout, and D, Metal Gear Donda. Oh, wow. I actually don't think I know this, honestly. I know that I know that there was a game, um, there was just like this goofy, you know, little flash game that, uh, that you had to keep Kanye out of his zone or whatever, you know? You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what you're talking about. I don't know if that had a name to it. Um, damn, I'm just going to go with A, uh, Grand Theft Auto Yeezus. I it's... <laughs> I honestly don't know. Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, I accidentally hit it multiple times there. No, it was Kanye Quest. It was supposed to be a take on, like, Dungeons and & Dragons and, like, those old, like, style questing games. And you oh. play as Kanye in, like, this 2D side-scroller questing through Kanye's life. Um it's pretty great. Uh, check it out. Even I'm though definitely I, gonna check that out. Oh, that yeah, sounds it's amazing. Great. <laughs> it's great. And what I love is that I, a couple of these questions I wrote and a couple of them I didn't because they were online. Because there is a abundance of Kanye trivia online, and I love the detail that went in the writing that question, like college knockout, Metal Gear Donda, because Donda was his mom. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, all right, B. We're I mean we're going on the number two. Okay. Number B. Number B, after College Dropout was released, that's Kanye's first record, what did Kanye buy as a reward to himself? Your options are A, an ice cream van, B, a fighter jet, C, an 18th century aquarium, and D, a taxidermied rhino. Can you, can you say the first <laughs> yeah. one again? Can yeah. you just say that again? Okay. <laughs> okay. A is an ice cream van. B, a fighter jet. C, an 18th century aquarium. And D, a taxidermied rhino. Oh, Lord. I, I'm going to... I got to think <laughs> about this. Like, that could honestly be anything. It could be Knowing any of them, them. It could really be any of that. <laughs> like... Like, this, that's ridiculous. Like, who... <laughs> I know, regardless of the answer, it is incredibly Kanye. 
Uh, it really is. Like, oh, that's just that's just ridiculous. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like for some reason it's the 18th century uh, aquarium, but I kind of want to go with the ice cream truck as well. Oh, you're gonna have to pick one. Oh. I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but I'm just gonna go with the ice cream truck for just for, just for it, whatever. Oh, you were so close! It was the aquarium. Oh come on! It was the aquarium. <laughs> he rewarded himself for the success of college dropout by buying himself an 18th century aquarium equipped with 30 koi fish that was centered in the middle of his living room. <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, that. So actually, that house is now for sale. So if you have, like, $15 million sitting around and you would like to live in a place that is no doubt needs a very thorough cleaning it with a blacklight, then that might be up your alley. But, <laughs> okay, next question. It's a true or false question. And I have a couple true or false questions here because, because they're really fun. Here, you'll see. True or false. Right. Uh, oh, wait, no. This, this one is not true or false. Oh, wait. Wait, yes it is. No, okay. yeah it is. It is true. Right, right, right. Okay, Kanye West once wrote a Curb Your Enthusiasm style sitcom pilot. I want to say that's true because I feel like that's definitely something he'd do. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You can look it up online and you can actually watch footage from the uh, from the pilot, the failed pilot that was pitched to HBO, and it's basically a sitcom based on Kanye's life and it's terrible it's really bad <laughs> so you can find it online it is especially bad okay there you go you got one in here all right let's keep the roll right. going by the way there's gonna be music in the backdrop of this so in case you're wondering <laughs> but anyway okay uh, the beauties of podcast technological uh, problems and advancements. Okay, uh, what what does Kanye claim he spent the weeks running up to his album's debut release doing? Sorry, his debut album's release. So in the weeks leading up to a uh, college dropout, did he A, ride the escalators at his local mall, quote-unquote, soaking up the anonymity while I still can, B, writing award acceptance speeches in advance for the album, C, emailing supermodels and telling them get with me now because I'm going to be like crazy famous next month or D write a novel that he finished but grew frustrated with eventually throwing the only copy into a fire man I, I'm just like I'm so baffled by these answers I know this is ridiculous it's um, baffling that any of them is true are, are true right yeah really um, again no, I think I'm going to go with the last one, the book, because I, I feel like he'd write a book about himself, yeah? <sighs> no, he All rode right, the elevator. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's, that's... He rode the escalators up and down, soaking up the anonymity while he still could. Uh, and, yeah, actually, all of those could be true. By the way, there is a Kanye book. It was written by his mom. It's called Raising Kanye. Oh, and Lord. the whole book is her trials and tribulations and successes of raising Kanye West. Uh, really an interesting read and a really hilarious read because she was actually a very brilliant woman. She was a you know a college professor, mm-hmm. and uh, Kanye was an interesting child. So yeah, I could, <laughs> real that's, good that's book not out hard there. To tell. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do a couple more 
True or false? We got three more true or false here. All right, sounds good. Okay, true or false? Kanye launched an online travel company called Kanye Travel Ventures. I want to say false. Wait, hold on here. Wait, there no, no, we no, go. Wait, no, no, I hit the wrong one. Sorry. No, you suck. He did oh. it. <laughs> yeah, I hit the wrong one. We're still working on the soundboard here. No, he actually did make Kanye Travel Ventures, where you could book your own tickets, go across the world based in Kanye-themed destinations and places that he suggested you go. It immediately crashed and burned. This was early on in his career where he did not understand how to invest his money, so he was investing his money in a bunch of really stupid things. So that is that is one of them. So let's talk about a few other stupid things that Kanye has invested his money in. True or false? Was there an online search engine called launched by Kanye called Search with Kanye? I I want to say true, but I'm just going to say false again. Come on. Search with Kanye was launched in 2008 and immediately failed. (laughs) You could search with Kanye. Hold on, let's see if I can get a snapshot here and I'll send it. Yeah, he launched his own search engine. You had to install a Google powered uh, toolbar. And uh, basically, it was a version of Google that was really Kanye fied. So, like, all of the. All of the graphics were Kanye. Uh, yeah, this existed. It happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's go. Let's go three for three here with three different uh, ventures that he may or may not have invested his money into. Did Kanye launch in 2007 a luxury pet line of different pet goods, pet foods, and uh, different accessories for your? Uh, I know, I know I'm going to get this wrong. Either way, I know I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to say false, but like, I know he probably would have done that, but I'm saying false. You are All correct. Right, he did not launch a luxury pet line, but I put that in there because I figured that is totally something he would do. Oh yeah, most definitely he'd do that. In fact, he probably will because his clothing line is tanking. Oh, no, yeah, it is not a good clothing line. And if you actually look at how expensive it is, do you remember a while back when Kanye had the um, the white T-shirt and it had Kanye West embroidered in white on the on the inside? So it wasn't on the outside. You couldn't see it. So it was white thread on a white shirt. It said Kanye West, and he was charging people $100 for it. I do remember that. Yeah, and, that's, and that thing sold out. So uh, he's a genius. He's a genius at being an idiot, and uh, I could totally see him doing that. But that whole clothing line now just launched their second season, so he's still going for it. And uh-huh. I'll send you a link, and I'll, I'll even throw it on the uh, – I'm going to start throwing links on the jukebox description of whatever we talk about. But uh, he did debut a new song this week. I don't know. Did you get a chance to see that? I have not. So I've been busy all week, so... Okay, I can't remember what the, what the title is. I'll throw it in the description. It was... You know how when they released Wolves, it was part of the, the fashion show? Yeah. They did that again. So what happened was they all came out there in, like, their Egyptian garb. Uh, he walked around and looking real angry for four and a half minutes, and then he stopped off and everyone clapped. And the song <laughs> is really bizarre. It's an EDM house song. 
which oh, is Lord. kind of a weird thing for him to put in the middle of a record. It wasn't that bad. Not the type of Kanye thing I'm particularly into, but uh, who will know what will happen with Swish, the stupidest named Kanye record since Yeezus. Because, my God, that's just such a stupid name. I'm sorry. But it really is. <laughs> it sounds like a Nike ad. Okay, <laughs> you have trivia questions for me. I do, I do, I do. Okay, I, let's I, I'm do gonna it. Be going off and I'm going to be going off a little a little tangent, nothing like too too crazy, but, you know, it's okay. just to see if you can get it right. We All right, so um, one of your topics was Paul McCartney. Sweet, I love my Paul. I'm going to be doing Paul McCartney, but it's also like a little bit of mix with some, you know, Beatles knowledge for some of the stuff, so. Excellent. So let's let's get to this. My first question to you. Okay. Is what was the name of the first band John Lennon invited Paul to join? The Quarrymen. Yeah, that's that's correct. I didn't even have yeah. to give my multiple choice for that. He was yeah. he was made a member after impressing John with his musical talent at a village. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's F E T E. Is that just feet? Yeah. Uh, yes. Village feet in Liverpool. Yeah, he played. Uh, he played twenty flight, twenty flight rock for him. You know, like the one flight, two flight, three flight, four, five, six, seven flight, eight flight more. That song. Uh, yeah. He played that for John Lennon, and that impressed John so much because back then nobody could play the song because you had to play the riff while you were singing it. It wasn't the whole uh, chords and, uh, and vocals, and it really impressed John, and that kicked off the most fruitful uh, songwriting partnership ever, probably. Okay. I got All right. a ding here and a ding one more because screw you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me number two. All righty. Just give me a second to get uh, to do something real quick. I got to get to my where, – where, where did my memo go? I just closed out of it on my phone. Oh, Lord. There it is. All right. So um, number two. I mean, this is this is kind of a, a, a weird one. Okay. But I kind of I kind of like the facts behind uh, – what I what I learned from it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this number two. What was Paul's mother's name? All right. I don't know if you know mm. it. If, uh, you want me to give you multiple choice of them? Yeah, give me multiple choice. I'm gonna need that. All right, we got Linda, Betty, Mary, and Joanne. Okay. Well, Linda was his wife, so you're trying to be all tricksy there. Not gonna work on me, buddy. Okay. Um. <laughs> Crap! I don't know. I don't know. I know. Jo- I know what John's mother was. You know, it was Julia. Um, so I have Betty, Joanne, and what was the other one? Mary. And Mary. Um. Wait. Uh, in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. His mother's name was Mary. That's correct. Yeah. Actually, let it be so coming he, to the rescue. He, there. He mentioned her in the song "Let It Be." In the quote you just said, and he, he wrote the song when he was having a hard time and his mother appeared in one of his dreams and it, it made him feel a lot better. She had died uh, when he was just, you know, a teenager. So Sure, sure. That's actually something that him and John bonded over. Both their moms passed away when they were real young. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't know why it just clicked in my mind because I figured there was a song lyric he must have mentioned his mom in. Also, kind of side tangent. Apparently, Paul McCartney just writes his best songs while dreaming because uh, that's also how he wrote yesterday. He woke up. That's one of the most, you know, 
iconic Beatle fun facts. And ho- mm-hmm. Maybe uh, hopefully that's not one of your questions coming no, up it's here. Not. Where it's yeah, not. he woke up and he, and he and he from a dream and he had the melody in his head, but he couldn't put words to it. So it was scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs. Eventually put to yesterday, which is also the most covered song of all time. Over twenty five hundred registered covers by major artists, not wow. including all that crap on YouTube. So yeah, all right, hit me up again. All righty. What was the name of Paul McCartney's 2003 tour? Okay, 2003. I saw him on that tour. <laughs> uh, Chaos want, and Creation. You, that's wrong. Really? Wait, wait. No, Chaos and Creation was 2005. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already wrong. I'll give myself the belt. The belt. Okay. The, the answer is back in the world. Oh, oh I should have known that. Darn it. Oh, my gosh. And actually, I, 2003 is when he had his first child with uh, his wife, Heather. So, all right, I got I got one of these theory questions for you, all right? Okay. All right, so um, I got to go back to the question because I, I had to, like, some of these questions I got off a trivia site, and it's really, it's, it's frustrating me how this works. Uh... Oh, here we go. This is this will be fine. All right. So I'm going to have a multiple choice for you. All right. Okay. So the question is, which of the following was a clue to the Paul is dead theory? All right. Okay. You got four four of them. So the first one is he started to play the guitar right-handed. Okay. The second one is he was wearing black on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's. Right. He was wearing no shoes on the cover of Abbey Road. And the fourth one is his wife wore black to their wedding. Okay, well, it's it's C. He, he was not wearing any shoes. That is correct. Yeah. That, that, now, there's, there's a the, bunch of weird parts of that theory. Yeah, the, uh, the trivia question itself it has on the one side I was looking at, it said that uh, other clues to the crazy theory was uh, that he was pictured on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's with an open palm above his head. Mm-hmm. On the same cover, uh, Paul, question mark, is spelt out in yellow flowers in the shape of a guitar. Yep. And also uh, the, uh, the I don't know if it, this is on there, but the, uh, the license plate in the background on Abbey Road, does it say that? No, it doesn't. It says he is the only one holding a black instrument on the cover of Revolver, and his face is the only one in the profile. Well, yeah, he. Uh, there's something about the license plate, and I should know this. Let's see what we got here. Clues. Hundreds of hundreds of supposed clues have been discovered, such as uh, the words spoken at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, uh, the fact that l- they're all dressed up like... Oh, that's interesting. Another interpretation of the Abbey Road cover as symbolizing a funeral possession, uh, procession, where Lennon dressed in white symbolizes the clergyman or heavenly figure. Ringo Starr dressed in black symbolizes the undertaker or mourner. George Harrison in denim jeans and a shirt symbolizes the grave the grave digger. And McCartney barefoot and now a step with the other members symbolizes the corpse. So that's crazy. And there's something about the... A listener will write in and they'll immediately know what I'm talking about, but the license plate in the back spells something backwards, and it's like his address, um, his address, like, like the, the day he was supposedly died or something like that. I digress. Okay. So, wait, did I get that it's, right? I totally just lost my day. Yeah, no, you did get that right. Okay. All right, let's go. What's that? What else do you got for me? Um. What number are we on? I, I don't remember. That was number four, I believe. Okay, so we have three more? 
Yep. Okay. All right. So, next question is going to be multiple choice, and it's going to be which of the following songs did Paul write? All right. Okay. So it's going to be Come Together in Yellow Submarine. Okay. Let It Be in Help. Right. Hard Day's Night and Twist and Shout. And Yesterday and Hey Jude. Well, that's bizarre because I thought I thought certain songs from each of those answers were written by him because I thought Hey Jude was written by Paul for John's son. And then Let It Be, as we established at the, earlier in the show, he wrote Let It Be as well. So wait, what are the what are the uh, options again? Um, the options were Come Together and Yellow Submarine, Let It Be and Help. Hard Day's Night and Twist and Shout and Yesterday and Hey Jude. And actually, when you get the question wrong and or or, or right, I do have an, expl- uh, an exp- uh, explanation for you after it. Okay, so. well, it's not the third one because Twist and Shout was a cover to begin with. Uh, let's go... Let's... You know what? I think you're trying to trick me here. Now, I, I remember a piece of info about Paul writing Yellow Submarine because he wanted to write a piece that would appeal to children. So I'm going to go with the one that has Yellow Submarine in it because I know, he, I know he was involved in Hey Jude, if not writing all of it, and I'm pretty sure he wrote all of Let It Be, but I think you're trying to trick me here. So I'm going to go with that one. Well, I'm going to have to tell you that you're wrong, all I right? Figured. I figured. The, the <laughs> okay, two, the two that, that, he, that he wrote were Yesterday and Hey Jude, and uh, – some many of the uh, the songs. Oh wait, you the, can put them together. I oh thought, yeah, there were two answer. There were two answer uh, things. Oh, you know? you're right. I I first that went weird in my mind. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. Um. No, but uh, like a lot of the compositions that the Beatles did, the credits appeared as a uh, Lennon McCartney. Um. And Hey Jude was written, like you said, for Julian Lennon, and uh, it started out as Hey Jules, not Hey Jude. And sure. like it, it, uh, you know, it was also talking about the scrambled eggs yesterday. You know, when you were talking about the, uh, you know, his dream and whatnot. So That's I guess stupid of me. I answered the question myself yeah, and then got it did. wrong because because I said the John Lennon Julian thing and then I said the scrambled eggs thing a couple minutes ago and then I got it yeah. wrong. Oh, oh wow. that deserves a double bad bell. <laughs> okay, double bad bell for me. All right, all right. Here's a here's a Beatles here's a Beatles uh, question for you. Which okay. of the Beatles was the last one to try LSD? The last one to try LSD. Okay. Um, sure as hell wasn't John. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, you know what? I feel like just based on their personalities, it's got to be either George or Ringo. And I, and I want to say Ringo was just was just in on that. I feel like he was down the clown. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna go with John. I mean, we're gonna go with uh, George. That is wrong. Uh, it was the last one to try it was actually Paul. Uh, really? John and George were the first ones to try it uh, when their dentist slipped it into their coffee. When George's dentist slipped it into their coffee. You know, and like a lot of people say it was believed that Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was actually written about the drug. But John Lennon stated that, you know, it was about a picture that his son had drawn uh, at school. So, wow, uh, a bunch of this, you know, crazy stuff. 1960s. Yeah. When your dentist can drug you. And it's not oh, a problem. <laughs> you really did. 
Damn. All right. Well, that's going to be pretty bad, man. I know. Moral of the story do not trust your dentist. All right. Give me another one. What are we All on right. now? Five or six? Six or seven, even? Uh, we're on the last one. Okay. We're on the last one. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Here is the last one. You have a multiple choice. Okay. In the song Glass Onion, Paul was what? The walrus? A magician? Dead? Or Billy Shears? <laughs> Billy Shears? Um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so, in the song Glass Onion... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, that name totally just clicked with me. Billy Shears is the guy that they thought uh, Paul was... Re- that replaced Paul, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so in Glass Onion, Paul is either Billy Shears, the walrus, dead, or what else? Uh, a magician. Or a magician. All right. Well, he was the wall. I don't. I'm pretty sure he was the walrus, and I am the walrus. But maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe he was double walrus. Maybe. Maybe technically, John was singing "I Am the Walrus." So maybe Paul was also the walrus in a different song, not directly related to walruses. I'm gonna go with that. All right. You're <laughs> correct. Really? Yes. Oh, I was totally kidding. Okay. Well. <laughs> There we go. Um, Give me some. This was this one was also uh, this one was also off that trivia thing, and it says uh, Billy Shears was introduced, and with a little help from my friends, people thought this was a way to introduce Paul's replacement, William, after he'd supposedly been killed in a car crash. Billy's here, I guess. Oh, okay. Interest. Wait, wait. Oh, okay. That just clicked in my mind. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I totally lucked out on that. I was kidding. I was being sarcastic. But that was fun. I got my lead back today. We're now tied. We're 1-1. Didn't get a lead back, but I caught back up because I choked last month and Kanye beat you this month. Oh, yeah. Did he ever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's he's a bizarre, bizarre man. He really is. (laughs) Yeah, well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always great to have you. Dude, this thanks time. for having me. It's so and, fun uh, doing this. And as people really did write in Express last, last month, this is a enjoyable part of the show that really adds a whole new spice to it. So we're going to keep doing it. Until then, uh, Andy Grolo, you can find him on Instagram. You can find him at andygrolo.com. Again, that's G-R-O-L-E-A-U. Is there anything else you want to uh, pump while you're here? Anything else you want to... Oh, that's about it. Just thanks for having me, guys. That's, yeah. I just th- love being well, here. It is a pleasure. Until next time, see you later. now this month on the jukebox you can leave not only with some terrific new music to listen to but some fun facts on kanye west and paul mccartney coincidentally we didn't plan this but that's a pretty cool combination that's a collaboration that is happening right now if you haven't heard the three tracks that they've worked together on that would be uh only one all day in four or five seconds check them out they're really really cool some great very fruitful stuff coming out of that collaboration from two two geniuses, quite frankly. But now we're going to get into Granite Junction. They're a great band that kind of has an Americana vibe to them, but it definitely has a traditional Irish feel to it as well. We're going to be playing two songs, Blarney Pilgrim and uh, You and the World Outside. The first song is instrumental. The second has vocals. 
Really terrific group harnessing some wonderful rootsy vibes. Check out Blarney Pilgrim. Now let's throw some vocals in there with you and the world outside.
Side. 
Granite Junction, everybody. Check them out. You can download those two songs for free if you head on over to their Reverb Nation account. Now, we are near the end of the show, and we are going to play our last artist, and it is yours truly. Last month, I played Don Quixote, uh, which was a single off my upcoming record. It hadn't been released yet, and the record is called New England Elizabeth. As many of you know, I operate under the name Rivers Rubin, and I release a good deal of content pretty frequently. Uh, But New England Elizabeth was a labor of love for me, and it was something I put my heart and soul into and really worked hard on. Uh, Really very proud of this record, and I want to share it because I, I think it stands on its own two feet amongst these phenomenal artists this month, and since I I want you guys to know that I am a member of this community that we champion on this show. Uh, I'm no different than any of you. I'm just trying to get the music heard, trying to share the music, and I want to get involved in the community and help everyone else out. And This is my music, so this is kind of an an insight into what I do. I'm not just a host of this show. But the first song I'm going to be playing is the second single that I put out for New England Elizabeth, and it is called I Don't Go to Church. Now, a little bit of backstory on this, because I can I can give some, being the songwriter. This was the last song to be put on New England Elizabeth. It was actually recorded the night before I put the album out, because a song that I had been mixing for two months just didn't pan out. Just didn't... It wasn't right. It wasn't right. So I was walking home one evening, and this song just, just kind of clicked in my mind as I was walking through a city of Chicago. And, uh... It's kind of cheeky. It's <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's very much embra- it embraces uh, styles perhaps akin to Patti Smith uh, in her early years, but I don't take it too seriously. So you shouldn't either. Uh, and you're about to hear, "I Don't Go to Church" by Rivers Rubin. The album is New England Elizabeth. And if you're like me, Lou Reed may be your pastor, and Patti Smith may be your saint. All right, let's do a slow one take. I don't go to church and I I don't say grace, no, no. I don't have the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit saving my place up in heaven. Up in heaven. Because Lou Reed's my pastor and Patty Smith is my saint. Jesus died for some of the sins, oh, but not mine. Yeah, that's what she taught me, and I'm doing just fine, because I don't go to church. I don't say grace, I don't have the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit saving my place up in heaven, up in heaven. Because Lou Reed's my pastor and Patty Smith is my saint. Sometimes I just need to get some Johnny Cash. I just need to flip off the camera and be real crass. And other times I just need me some Bobby D. He changed my life and opened the door. Without him, I'd be on the floor and it's alright. 
It's all right, yeah, it's all right, baby, it's all right. Cause I don't go to church and I don't say grace. I don't have the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. Save my place up in heaven. No, no, I don't up in heaven. I'm a victim of my own earthly demise. It's okay, I'll spin that needle and I'll roll the dice. Cause it's all right, it's all right, oh, it's all right. Cause I don't go to church and I, I don't seek grace. I don't have the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit saving my place up in heaven, up in heaven, oh, up in heaven, yeah, yeah. Lou Reed's my pastor and Patty Smith is my saint. That was I Don't Go to Church, Rivers Rubin. Again, that is me. The album is New England Elizabeth. You can download the record for free if you head on over to riversrubin.com or brettstewart.net, B-R-E-T-T-S-T-E-W-A-R-T dot net. I'm going to play one more song from the album here. It's called Life in Chicago. Now, I was surprised when I put this album out because this is the, the song I got most emailed about. Uh, got a couple of emails about this song because people really enjoyed it. And I, that surprised me because it was a very personal song and a very uh, political song, quite frankly. And I put it on the record uh, for a couple of reasons. It tackles a whole lot of issues that I think are, are prominent right now. It tackles the issue with the African-American community and the police. It tackles social issues in the city of Chicago. It tackles the... Uh, the social issue of the increasing divorce rate in our modern culture that kids growing up with separated parents is uh, is become a norm it's become a norm and um, perhaps even that sanctity of nar- marriage is somewhat um, nullified by <laughs> those increasing divorces uh, and then there's also some some notes in there in regard uh, to gay marriage so, as with all of these artists, uh, I have my views and you have your views, and that's what's great about music, is that we can put them in a song and we can express them. So I want to play this song because I'm very proud of it, very proud of it, and um, I got some great feedback from it, and people really encouraged me to spin this song on the show. So I'm going to do that, and you know what, if you don't agree with um, any of my views, I don't think anything's radical by any stretch of the imagination, but this is a slightly political tune, so uh, I don't want you to think that I'm preaching any politics to you, or uh, trying to, you know, endorse a cause, or swing, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm a dude walking around the city of Chicago, and I'm writing a song about what I'm seeing going on. Uh, So, hope you enjoy it. Life in Chicago. No, you don't 
know me and I never once crossed your mind I think that you're beautiful and I think about you all the time I like that red bandana you're wearing on your head I like the way you move your eyes and I like the way your hair shines red Saw you once in my dreams and we met in a grocery store But then I made a wrong turn and got lost in aisle four And then I awoke and I was back in my room The flowers are all still dead but they'll soon be back in bloom A living in Chicago I don't want to hassle, I said, as I walked on the street. A man with a gun popped my friend when their eyes didn't quite meet. He wasn't in a gang and he wasn't collecting missing pay. He was a cop in a uniform in the bright of the day. And I was walking down the street and I saw 70 of them in the loop. They were grasping their batons, funneling the crowds into a group. What's wrong in our culture when it's still hell being black? Hey, I know I'm white, but I want to keep fighting back. I live I think you and I would be very good living on our own We'd both work and never play and we'd never be at home And I can't live in a place with walls surrounding me I need a house on the water floating far at sea So that's not an option so we'll live by the lake We'll never ever be apart Or feel our own heartbreak We'll be a modern couple Yes, you'll see We'll love one another Baby, just you and me Living in Chicago I forgot your age And I don't know your shoe size It's okay, honey, it don't matter. We can build our life of lies. We'll probably get divorced and you will take our son. And I'll take our daughter, she'll be my only one. It turns out we were never ready to take our hands. Combine them together now, I understand. There are two men who could do it better than us We took it all for granted It was never a fuss living in America But they're not traditional At least that's what people will say I'm pretty sure you can still have two dads And turn out okay living in America
And that is going to do it. That's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for you. Our sponsors, our wonderful sponsors, Andy Grolo Photography. Keep following him. He's a fantastic photographer. Really proud of what he's doing out there on the East Coast. And also Plectone. We couldn't do it without them. Terrific guitar picks. Check them out, Plectone.com. Look at the current sponsors page on our website, and you can learn all about both of them. But that's going to do it for us. If you want to check out the rest of New England, Elizabeth, it's on my website. I mentioned that before, brettstewart.net. But more importantly, check out everyone else as well. Check out their websites. Check out their social media. Follow them. You know how much it means to independent artists when you follow them online and you help you know push those numbers up and get them noticed because that's what it's all about. This is a helpful community. I was talking with someone earlier today and they met, they thought I should mention this on the show. And this is a good closing note. The difference with the community that we want to foster with the jukebox and the mainstream community is that the mainstream community is cutthroat. It is deadly. And for all the camaraderie that may appear to happen in that community, a lot of it is for show. A lot of it. And uh, any artist would, would most likely have no problem going over the head of another one in order to get what they want and chart higher and make more money. That's a shame, but that is, that's the way the entertainment industry is, and that's, a, that's the way it's always been, honestly. Now, the independent scene here, we can champion something more powerful than that, something more, uh, something more meaningful. So that's what we're trying to do here. Each of these artists, you shouldn't just come to this podcast and be like, I'm going to listen to this one artist and then leave. No, listen, check them out, because there's some awesome bands here, and we're proving month after month that there's an unending supply of terrific independent music. And we're going to keep proving that for as long as we can. And I don't see any end in sight. So uh, help foster this community. Uh, write into us. Connect. Use the playlists. People are really enjoying those. You can follow them on Spotify and YouTube. Again, please write in this month. We want to hear from you. Jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com. What is the song that got you through a hard time? You can follow us online. All that info is on our website. Submissions and more. I am Brett Stewart, your host. It is an absolute pleasure to host this show for you. And we have some amazing, truly, I'm not over-exaggerating, truly phenomenal interviews later this month. So keep tabs on the feed for those. Those will pop up. And uh, that's going to do it for us. It's 5 (laughs) a.m. on February. uh, Not February. That's how early it is. That's how early it is. I think it's February. Uh, September 25th, 2015. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the jukebox. And until next time, keep rocking. favorite band write into jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read your message on the next show the jukebox is available on all major podcast platforms including itunes you can subscribe and listen to the show at jukeboxpodcast.com while you're there download a free album this month from one of the bands that was featured in this episode 